The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Welcome to A Guided Life Podcast, where we talk about all things spirit and life. I'm your host, Laura West. Follow me on Facebook at GuidedWest11, on Instagram at GuidedWest, and on Twitter at LauraWest111. I also have a website at www.laurawest.net where you can download a free guide on how to meet your own spirit guides. My book, Guided, is available on Amazon and it's about soul teams, intuition, mediumship, and spiritual tools such as oracle and tarot cards, crystals, pendulums, and so much more. My guest today is Artie Hoffman. Artie has been a master level psychic comedian who has been entertaining and healing the public for over 30 years. Artie, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure when I could share information with the public. You know, when I was about 30 years old, you know, it says psychic comedian. I try to throw a sense of humor with everything that I do. I always have since the beginning of time. And I did try to do stand-up around 30 years old, but there's a whole different dynamic when you're just naturally being funny and then you have to be funny on stage. It's totally different. So when I started speaking about spirituality, being that I've literally read for over 30,000 people in my career, there are so many stories. And so there's a lot of funny twists to everything. And I've always seen things through a sense of humor, but still getting the point across to people. You know, when the messages are intense, you know, there's a time and a place for everything. I'm not going to try to be funny when somebody's very emotional, when they lost a loved one or there's some serious stuff. But then again, over the years, I've learned all about timing. And when it's okay to be a little out there, And then when I have to be a little more conservative. Yeah. And I just really enjoyed it. And growing up in in junior high and high school, I I always wanted to become a therapist. And I didn't have the patience or the brain power for all the schooling and studying what it would take to do that. But I thought it would be so cool that people come to my place where, you know, they pay me for my thoughts, you know, and I'm there to really help people. And I'm saying, I, I just can't see this happening. You know, it just... Not in the cards, because I'm not a scholastic person. And I wrote two books. One is called Angels and Answers, and the other one is called Have Your Angels Call My Angels. Now, in my first book, Angels and Answers, I'm telling you and telling your audience, I did not go to college. But in my book, I told everybody, I went to the University of Boston in Maryland for two years, but that was just to visit my friends. (laughs) (laughs) That was my college experience. So after I've learned how to do what I do, and I I wasn't born with it. I didn't realize I had it till I was 27. But after I learned how to do what I do, and after doing it time and time and time again, people have been calling me their psychic therapist because I get to see things within people's lives. I don't even have to know what the problem is. A lot of times the problem isn't the problem. It's your emotions on how you choose to deal with someone or something is where the problem lies. And it's all within your expectations of the person or the situation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like I said, I pick up on people's feelings or pick up on 
scenarios. I mean, yeah, I do pick up on also black and white physical events before they happen and connect to people's loved ones. Yes. Yeah, so now I do have people come to my place and, you know, they pay me for my thoughts, but it's my visions. And what's really cool, like I said to you, I never went to college and I always wanted to become a therapist. What's really cool is that I really do. I have a lot of therapists who come see me for answers. The reason why I know what I know is because the spiritual world feeds me all the answers. Every psychic and medium doesn't know a thing go. <laughs> until the spiritual world shares them the information. So it's equivalent to the movie Ghost, whereas I'm, the, I'm Whoopi Goldberg and I have a Patrick Swayze on the other side feeding me all the answers. That's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So they make us look good because they feed us all this valuable information. You know, some people ask me, Artie, is everyone readable? Most people are readable. There are a few that aren't because if their energy is very shut down, you can't read somebody whose energy is very, very angry or very, very upset or very challenging to you. Skeptics are the easiest ones to hit for me because they have no expectations. They go, yeah, whatever. So like they're totally caught off guard. So I have changed hundreds, if not over a thousand skeptics because they've had no expectations. And when I tell them things like, oh my God, dude, how did you know that? Like, whoa. <laughs> but I, like I said, I love, I, I don't try to prove myself to anybody. You know, a lot of people will say to me, Artie, if you're really psychic, then what am I thinking? Right, I said, right. well, I'm, that's, a, that's a mentalist. A mentalist reads people's minds. I don't read people's minds. Right. You know, I tell people their future and I tell them what's going on behind the scenes or what's upsetting them or connect to their loved ones. So the difference between a psychic and a medium, a psychic is somebody who talks about your past, present, mm -hmm. and future or talks about outcomes of situations or gives you medical advice, intuitive advice, uh, spiritual advice, gives you legal advice, you know, whatever. It's because it's fed. That's what a psychic does. Talks about the past, present, future of what's what or what's going on in your life. And then a medium is someone who just simply communicates to people who have passed away or communicates to angels. And so that's a different energy. I happen to do both. I don't do astrology, although I 100% believe in it. And I don't really do past life regressions. Once in a while, I will see somebody's past life, but it just naturally comes to me. But if somebody says, already, you know, what happened to me in my past life or who was I? I wouldn't know it. But there are times when I was in readings, like all of a sudden I saw who they were in a past life. And it really gave them a lot of validation of why they're in their situation today based on their past karma of a previous life. So it really is quite interesting. So when it's related, yeah, it's very related, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When it's for the reading. So you mentioned that it wasn't until your twenties that all of this sort of transpired. What happened around that time? Well, at the age of 27, I got a postcard in the mail and, you know, it was at that time I'm having a conversation with God before I saw that postcard. I had a conversation with God a couple of days before that happened. And I said, God, I need answers. I need clear answers. I said, I'm not feeling it. I mean, I had everything going right in my life. You know, I was married. Everything was going great. My family loved her. Her family loved me. We have a nice house, lots of friends, a nice job. Everything was right. But inside, I still wasn't feeling fulfilled. 
And so I'm having this conversation with God. I said, Mm -hmm. God, you need to give me answers. I said, please don't scare the hell out of me when you give me these answers. (laughs) You know, and so I go into my kitchen. I'm going through my junk mail. And I usually don't have patience for junk mail. I usually just chuck it. But this time I was sifting through it. And I saw a postcard and it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Cayce Foundation for this one weekend seminar in Virginia Beach. So I looked at it and I said, wow, I didn't know you could learn how to do this. I thought either you had it or you didn't. I wasn't looking at it like it was the answer to my prayers. I just was thought like, wow, I I was just going to do it for shits and giggles and for nothing more. You know, so I asked my wife at the time, I says, you want to try this? I says, it looks pretty interesting. She says, no, I don't give a shit about that. You can go if you want. I don't want to go. You know, hence the Mm -hmm. ex-wife. So (laughs) so I kind of moved on, you know, so as I spiritually was growing, you know, so I learned how to do it. You know, there was fifth. I went to that one weekend seminar again, not thinking anything of it, but just to see how cool it would be to see if I could do it. And there was 50 of us from all different parts of the country in this one very large room in Virginia Beach. And I was blown away that I could tell somebody who I never met before about themselves. You know, they got you in that Zen and that mood in that beautiful space of spirituality. <laughs> yeah. And I said, wow, I could really do this. I could fly. I could fly. You know, this is cool. As people were doing it back to me. And I went home and I got myself a deck of spiritual cards and I was reading for friends and family just for the fun of it for a few years. And again, people were telling me how accurate I was. And when I would tell people what I saw as far as the outcome of situations or what was going on, I was only praying like hell that I was going to be semi right, (laughs) let alone being right on the money. And, you know, a lot of times I thought I was just blowing smoke up people's asses just to say something. (laughs) But most of what everyone was telling me was saying that I was pretty accurate on my visions and what I saw. And I go, really? Holy crap. And, you know, so I got to a point in my life where I needed to make extra money for investment purposes other than the job that I was doing, which I still own the same business because I work for myself with my other business. I do spirituality full time also, but my other business runs itself. So you'll get a kick out of it. My other, The name of my other cleaning company, it's a window cleaning power washing company. The name of it is called Peeping Tom's Window Cleaning. <laughs> so, and on my card, it says binoculars not included. <laughs> so I've had that for 40 years, but I needed to make more money for investment purposes. And I'm thinking, what else can I do other than just what I'm doing now? And so I said, you know what? I know how to do readings. I'll throw an ad in the paper. And it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. And most people paid me. 90% of the people paid me. But uh, yeah, so by word of mouth and by a little more advertising, it just took off a life of its own. You know, I've been on the radio stations all across the country. And I've been on um, Fox TV. And I was just asked to perform in Atlantic City. I've performed there a few times. It's just been a really interesting experience. And I've met the coolest people and so many wonderful people like yourself throughout this journey. So it's been really cool. So this is my journey. Uh, This is my blessing to people. As God blesses me, I bless others and vice versa. I'm going to share with you something really funny in my book. Yeah, My books speak about a lot of deep subjects. 
But because I always sucked in school, my comprehension wasn't that great. I explained things very simplistically. And when I promise you, I promise you and your audience who's listening, my book, Angels and Answers, and Have Your Angels Call My Angels, I promise you, you're going to swear I wrote this book just for you because you're going to have so many aha moments. I talk about your life and about life itself and why a lot of things are and why do good things happen to bad people? Why do bad things happen to good people? I give people back their power. That's probably one of the greatest blessings that I do for people in my readings by giving them understanding. And when you have understanding about your life and when you have understanding about the situation with the people you're dealing with, it gives you back your power. And so this one thing that I wrote, you'll get a kick out of this. It's called, it makes me laugh. It says, it makes me laugh when people tell me that they don't believe in God. And I say to them, so when your kid sneezes, instead of saying, God bless you, what do you say? Better luck next time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. So when you said that, that writing that book, somebody reading it, it'll speak to them and they'll have these aha moments, which I love. I love, I think most people love getting these aha profound moments. Did you write it with your angels? Yeah, it was all intuitive writing. It just, you know, when I first started wanting to write my book, a lot of people would talk to me about the same type of topics. So I said, oh, well, that would be an interesting thing to write about. Oh, that would be an interesting thing. You know, so a lot of common topics. So what I would do is I would just only write the titles of the chapters of what I wanted to write about. So I wrote a bunch of different chapters. When I was ready to actually write the book, I would just look at the chapter title and then the whole thing would just flow right out of me. I didn't have to remember everything verbatim. I just had to look at the title and then I could speak about it because I was channeling. Oh, I love so it's very easy. This one piece I think yeah. you're really going to like, your audience is going to like. And these are all small pieces. It's called the ego versus uh, the soul. Good topic. Your ego will do in the moment for instant gratification. Your soul will guide you upon what's best for you in the long run and the overall good. Your ego sees only what's in front of you. Your soul will allow you to have complete awareness to understand beyond immediate appearances. Your ego will defend your actions. Your soul will ask for forgiveness. Your ego can keep you emotionally off balance. Your soul will give you harmony and balance. Your ego lives in fear. Your soul lives for love and to be happy. God loves you unconditionally and blesses you with free will for you to make your own choices. Amen. That's wonderful. I think with spirituality, simplicity is great because there's so much information out there. It could be very overwhelming. I think that that just gets right to the point. Yeah. My book is all about fun facts to know if you want to just put it simply. Oh, I love that. Fun facts to know about spirituality, about God, about the angels, about the saints, about yourself, about your relationships, and not just your relationship with your lover, your relationship with your kids, with your friends, with your coworkers, with your family. And when you see things from a healthier perspective, you go, huh, I can't even believe I wrote the books. When I read, I said, wow, that was pretty good. You know, not because I wrote it. (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, but you know, I forget what I wrote. I I do. Sure. I, my yeah. memory sucks. I don't remember what I say. No. <laughs> so you mentioned that you do these big shows, including Atlantic City. Yeah, I perform for uh, large audiences in Atlantic City for other high rollers. When you say perform, what is it that you're doing? So. I explain a little bit about spirituality, then I go out to the audience, and then I just start reading people. I just go out to the audience, and I have a microphone with me, and I'll connect to their loved one, or I'll give them a psychic reading. And I don't even know what I'm going to say until that moment happens when I'm with that person. But I joke around a lot also. I have my own Facebook Live show on Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern time called Angels and Answers. It's a Facebook Live. So a lot of times when girls ask me, Art, do you see me getting pregnant soon? I go, yeah, when you stop watching me and get in the bedroom, your odds are going to go way up. (laughs) You know, I joke around, you know, or I'll go to a, a lady who's like 70, 80 years old and I'll say to her, I don't mean to burst your bubble, but I don't see you having any more kids. You know, I see your <laughs> baby making days over. So like I said, I joke around, but then I talk about all of a sudden, I'll just see like a very deep situation, what's yeah. going on with that person. And they go, oh my God. And it produces tears or laughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that the comedy aspect must help raise the vibration. Well, yeah, I do say a lot of jokes while I'm doing the show and I keep it very light. I keep it entertaining because when somebody else is not being read, you know, the whole important thing, the big thing is you getting information. So while they're waiting to be read, or maybe I already read them a half hour ago, but to keep it entertaining, I'll be discussing more about spirituality or I'll be saying funny jokes to keep them entertained while I'm just doing what I'm doing rather than just you know, giving information. How did that all start? Getting invited to these big shows and radio shows and all of these things. How did that transpire for you? Well, when I was doing my arty parties, all right, I call them arty parties. People hire me to go to their house and I read for their friends and family. Oh, it's like, what's an arty party? So I call them the psychic parties. I call them arty parties. Oh, nice. So people who I'm reading for turn out to be someone important and they hook me up or they connect me to somebody because I said something very profound without not even knowing who they really are. There was this one lady, her name was Debbie, and I did a reading for her at a party, you know, and I told her, I said, oh, I see your son's going to be having problems with his teeth. I said, he's going to probably have to get a root canal, but they're not going to get it right the first time. He's going to have to go back like two or three times to get it corrected. She goes, my father is our dentist and my son has perfect teeth. He doesn't have any cavities. I don't know what you're talking about. What else you got? I said, I feel like your son's also going to be changing his major or minor to philosophy. She goes, my son philosophy? She goes, you've never been more wrong in your whole life. What else do you got? I said, he's going to be having problems with his wrist. Also, I'm seeing an issue with his wrist. And there's a sprain of some sort. She goes, my son's healthy. I don't know what you're talking about. He has wasn't complaining about anything. So I said to her, she goes, what do you see for my job? I said, one of your bosses is going to get fired or he's going to leave. And it's going to happen within a few months. But it's going to make things easier for you, you know, as far as with the sales, with whatever it is that you're doing. So she says, what do you see for my relationship? I said, in August, it's either going to step way up 
or you're going to break it off with him. I said, I think you're probably going to break it off with him. She goes, there's nothing wrong. She goes, we get along great. We're like best of friends. And she goes, well, what do you see for my daughter? I said, the two of you fight like cats and dogs. She goes, all right, well, I'll give you that one. <laughs> so she thought I really sucked. <laughs> well, it turned out, she even asked the lady hosting the party, are you going to get somebody else? She goes, I don't think Artie was that good. I don't think he hit me at all. She goes, no, we love Artie. She goes, he's always been on with us. Well, what happened, because I found out through the lady having the party, that lady later on that day when she went home, her son was complaining that his wrist was hurting because he was bussing tables or whatnot. And, you know, he did a lot of lifting and stuff and he hurt his wrist. Uh Well, her son also ended up needing a root canal and her father didn't get it right the first time. And he had to go back three times to get it right to fix his tooth. He came home after mid cycle of his school in the middle of the year. And he brought home a whole new set of school books and put them on the table. And he yelled out to his mom. He goes, Hey mom, he goes, I'm changing my minor to philosophy. She goes, what? (laughs) She ended up breaking up with her boyfriend in August and her boss ended up leaving after three months later after the reading. So that lady happened to be the number one salesperson at the largest radio station on 101.5, the New Jersey radio station, which has over half a million Uh listeners on a daily basis. So she got me on the air and that show put me on the map. And then a lot of other people heard me and blah, 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 blah. So can I ask you as a medium no. myself? <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> the person telling you no consistently, how do you handle that? It's easy. I tell them I'm not looking for your approval. I'm just giving you my gut feelings. Mm. I'm just telling you my gut feelings. There are people who have denied me many a times. And I said, you know, it's all good. I said, no worries. I said, but this yeah. is what I'm feeling, you know? Yeah, yeah. So how does the information from the other side come to you? Do you get visions, feelings? Yes, yes, yes. And yes. <laughs> if you could picture what your bedroom looks like right now, if you could picture what the inside of your car looks like right now, that picture you have, the spiritual world sends me images as strong as that. Got it. Got it. If you could picture yourself this morning getting up and getting ready to start your day, or if you have an image of a video of your last vacation, that video that you have in your head, they send me videos. And so I see things like that. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Sometimes it's like somebody already explained an entire story to me in a nanosecond that it would take somebody 30 seconds to a minute and a half to explain a situation or Sarah, the understanding is given to me that quickly. There are times where I'll just hear songs in my head and whatever that song is about, that's what's going on with the person. If you could hear the sound of your mother or your father's voice, if you could recall the sound of their voice, that's how I hear. I'll hear voices in my head, but just the same way you could hear the sound of your mother or your father's voice right now or your best friend's voice right now. You know the sound of their voice. Well, that's how I hear. Again, sometimes it's just a knowingness. It's a gut feeling. Now, am I right 100% of the times? No, no psychic or medium is ever right 100% of the times. So there are certain things in your life where come hell to high water, all right, it's going to happen. You know, this is what I see happening. It's going to happen. And then there are times where it's what's known as psychic probabilities. This is a strong probability of what I see happening. I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by that. Just because I see something, it doesn't mean it has to happen. 
Okay. And I'm going to tell you a true story. What happened? So a woman comes into my place and she said to me, before I started to read her, she said to me, she goes, Art, she goes, I've been thinking about you every single day for the last two years. So I'm flattered, not attracted, but I'm flattered. Uh-huh. And I said, okay, why were you, you know, thinking about me every day for the last two years? Just out of curiosity. Sure. She said, you did a reading for me here two years ago and you held my hand. And as soon as you held my hand, you started singing the song by ACDC. Highway to hell. I'm going to highway to hell. And you looked at me and you said, if I don't stop doing what I'm doing right now, you said to me, I'm doing something I should not be doing right now. And you were right. And you said, if I don't stop doing it, I'm going to get caught soon and I'm going to get thrown in jail. She goes, well, I got caught a week later after you told me that. And I got thrown in jail for two years. And every day I woke up thinking to myself, why didn't I listen to Artie? Why didn't I listen to Artie? Mm, so I wow. gave her the ability not having to do that. But like I read to you before, the ego versus the soul. The ego wants mm -hmm. what it wants. And your soul, see, when you pay attention to your gut instincts, the rhythm of your life is going to be a thousand times better and easier when you pay attention to your gut instincts. Now, it doesn't mean your gut instincts are always going to be right, but it's going to be right a lot more times than not. But it's very important to follow your gut instincts. But your ego is stronger than your soul. So your ego has power of your mind and says, come on, let's go for it. Let's do it. Don't worry. I know your body will, is going to hurt tomorrow, but yeah. let's just have fun now. Screw it. You know, let's go to Vegas. You know, it's, <laughs> let's go to Vegas. Your right. instincts say, I'm not feeling lucky though. But your ego, yeah, we could possibly hit the big jackpot. Let's go for it. And then, you know, things screw up, whatever. Right. You know, stay in that relationship. You know, don't worry about it. It's easier if you just stay there. You'll just deal with the crap from your relationship. Just stay. It's easier, you know, and you've been used to the uncomfortableness yeah. for a long time. Let's just stay and make it easy. You don't want to rock the boat. Just stay. It's too convenient. <laughs> and your soul is screaming, but I'm not happy, but I'm not happy. And when you don't pay attention to your soul and you're feeling very unhappy, your body starts to react by getting sick. You get stress headaches. Your skin starts to break out. You start getting colitis or Crohn's disease because you're so stressed out. You could attract cancer. You can attract heart disease or whatever because you want what you want. So again, it's important to follow your gut instincts. But you know what? We're human. Hey, I'm human. I, I go against the grain. I, I want what I want. I break the rules. I'm a rule breaker. Even though I'm spiritual, I'm a mofo person, I swear and stuff. <laughs> However, I'm the type of person when I get angry and upset, I can't keep it inside me. I have to let it out and I'll let it out with anger or whatever, but I don't direct my anger usually to a someone. I let it out out of frustration or out of anger. But once it's out of my system, I just go about my business again. But I don't yeah. harbor anger or resentment. But if I'm upset with somebody... Oh, trust me, they're going to hear it. But it doesn't mean I'm going to attack yeah. them, but I'm going to let them know exactly how I feel. But the problem with people's lives, yeah. you know, the way they live their life, one of the major problems is that too many people grow too comfortable in the uncomfortableness of their life. It's such a familiarity and it goes against mm. your grain.
but you're so used to it. You figure, ah, this is a way of life. Ah, this sucks. So you rather bitch and complain about it and deal with it rather than making the changes to make it even better. And you're trying to meet up to everyone else's expectations rather than meeting up to your own. Yeah. So you don't want to hurt other people's feelings. You don't want to rock the boat. You don't want to disappoint other people. Again, you don't want to disappoint other people's expectations. So you keep accommodating and accommodating. And in meanwhile, you're not being accommodated. You're being stepped on or who cares about you? They only care about themselves. So the right people, the right relationships to be in are the ones who are willing to take your feelings into consideration the ones where they care about your feelings and you could compromise with them, you know? So you might not get everything you want, but at least they might be able to make certain changes to say, oh, hon, I didn't realize, or all right, well, let's do this this time and we'll do yours later. I'll do, you know, vice versa, something compromisable. But when they just say, screw you, I don't give a crap, or they're being very defensive when you're trying to explain something and they're just being defensive, that means I don't care about you. I only care about my feelings. Yeah. And so right there, that's telling you you're dealing with the wrong people or the wrong relationship. So what's your advice to somebody who wants to learn to listen to their gut or their intuition more over their ego when it comes to making decisions? Sit with yourself for a little bit. When you have a big decision, sit with just yourself for a little bit. What feels better? You might be going through inconveniences because you're used to the finances or you're used to getting the ride or someone's helping you out. But you know something? Sometimes that kind of pleasure isn't worth the pain that they give. The happiest anyone can make themselves feel is by making yourself self-sufficient. By you making yourself self-sufficient and not being codependent on anyone, whether it be emotionally or financially, I'm with you right now because I want to be with you, not because I need something from you. Because of my own free will, I want to be with you because I love you or I care about you. So yeah, it's a big difference. So you want to just be emotionally and financially self-sufficient. But when you're very dependent on someone else, you don't have control of your life and you feel weak and you feel helpless and you're playing yourself Mm -hmm. as a victim your soul's not happy under those circumstances. So you know what? Maybe it's better for you to live in a cardboard box than to live in your mansion. Maybe it's better to live in a one bedroom place or to live with someone else than to walk home every day to an a-hole, to someone who you don't appreciate. Maybe it's your job. A lot of people are in a job, what I call is golden handcuffs. (laughs) Golden handcuffs is when your job or a relationship where the benefits are just good enough, it keeps you there, but you're not happy. So you want to go after what makes you happy rather than whatever. Now, also what's important is that when you have really good news about yourself or you're trying to accomplish something, you can't share it with just all your friends and family because a lot of them are jealous (laughs) or they talk negative crap or why'd you do that? And you're dealing with jealousies or negative devil's advocate advice. (laughs) You only want to share your news only with people who are truly in your corner who love you unconditionally, who really, really wish you well. And a lot of your friends and a lot of your family members, where they say they're on your side, but they're not because misery loves company and they don't want to see you succeed because that will make them look like crap. Or you're not doing what they did or what they want you to do. You're doing your own thing. You got to live your life according to what makes you feel happy. And being different 
there's nothing wrong with being different at all. It's yeah. you being unique. It doesn't mean normal just because, oh, you're not normal. Well, what's normal? Hmm. I don't want to be normal. It's, sometimes normal isn't good at all. It might be normal, but it's not healthy. Sure, sure. So it sounds like it takes some reevaluation of relationships and friendships to see which ones actually serve you and and not thinking that it's selfish, right? It's not selfish to want to do things that will make you happy. It is selfish, but it's selfish and self-love. In a good way. And you're allowed to love yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to be selfish. I tell everybody, be selfish, but be selfish and self-love. But when I say I love myself, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I love you like I love myself. And I really mean that. So there are some people who say, well, how do you know you love me? You just met me. I said, I don't know if I like you, but I love you. <laughs> I like that answer. <laughs> right now, I like you. It's like ice cream. I love ice cream, but I don't like all flavors. <laughs> That's right. People are just like ice cream. <laughs> That's right. They're like ice cream. You're, I'm a people person. You're a people. I yeah. love you. You're wonderful. You know, but yeah, my I instincts will tell me whether or not are you the type of person that I want to keep on schmoozing with or just let go or whatever. Your gut instincts will tell you sure, who's sure. nice and who's not. You just follow your gut. Yeah. It's always back to the gut, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It takes care of a lot of things. You know what? Like Pat Benatar would say, hit me with your best shot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, your books are about angels and connecting with angels. Do you have certain angels that you tend to work with at this time? I have my guardian angels, my personal guardian angels that I work with. And this is the prayer. I'm glad you said that, actually, because this is the prayer that I say every single day to my guardian angels. Every single person on this planet, on this earth, has at least two guardian angels around them 24-7. And depending where you're at, sometimes you might have more guardian angels you know, so this is the prayer that I say every single day and you could tweak it to your own words, but this is just a prayer that I made up for myself. I call upon all my loving guardian angels. Thank you for intervening into my life today because I want them to intervene into my life. All right. Because we have free will and angels not allowed to intervene into your life if you don't ask them to. The only time they're allowed to intervene into your life if you're in a do or die situation and it's not your time to go, mm -hmm. they will come in to save you. Got it. But if you want them to help you on a daily basis with everything, financial, emotional, the job, relationships, anything, anything. I call upon all my loving guardian angels. Thank you for intervening into my life today. Thank you for helping me create peace, harmony, balance, and serenity. Thank you for all the beautiful blessings and miracles you wish to share with me today. I graciously accept it all. Thank you for all the true love and all the prosperity you wish to share with me today. I graciously accept it all. Thank you, God, for forgiving me for all my sins, if I had any. No, thank you for forgiving me of all my sins and thank you for your beautiful white light, love and protection over myself, my daughter, all my helpers, my close friends and my family members. In the name of the Holy Spirit, amen. So that's the prayer that I say every day. And I ask my angels to intervene and thank you for your blessings. Thank you for your protection. And when shit hits the fan, <laughs> I just have to let it go. And somehow the angels just yep, make it work yep. out in the long run. <laughs> 
can't explain it. That's right. I always say it's not rejection, it's protection. Yeah. You know, but people, you know, when you don't get what you want, it's very easy. The ego will say, you know, you don't love me or you don't like me or why are you working Mm -hmm. against me? Mm -hmm. You know, you go, what the F? You know, I get really angry. I've been really angry and upset lately, even though I'm very spiritual. I get very angry and upset because I'm a human being living in the human world and I get it out of my system and then I let it go. And then lo and behold, something positive usually happens later on that day or the next day or something. It's like, you know, there's certain things in my life I just don't understand. And I yell at God. I yell. I get really angry. I get very upset. Yeah. And so I wait for certain answers to come about. Yeah. You know, I'm human. But once I get it out of my system, I could sleep better. I like that you brought that up, those human emotions that even though you're spiritual, you still get angry. I think that that's so true. And I think that there can be this misconception that because you're spiritual, you should be happy and forgiving all the time. And I like that you're honest and bring that up. Most of the times I am. Most of the times I am very happy-go-lucky. And when I have shit going on behind the scenes with me or I'm upset, I don't share it with the audience. I don't share it with the public or my friends. I just rather be on my own, just do my thing. Yeah. But you still feel it. You still allow yourself to feel it. Yeah, because I don't want other people to feel sorry for me. I don't want that negative vibration of people self-pity. I don't want that crap. Mm. I don't want people to judge me on any level. You know, there's one or two friends that I could open up to and go crazy on, you know, and they allow me to vent and they accept me unconditionally. I do have a couple of friends like that, but on the most part, everything (laughs) is great. Everything is fine. Whatever. That's wonderful. So you mentioned you have a couple of guardian angels. How did you meet them? It's not that I actually, oh, wait, yes, I take that back. Uh, they show themselves to me in purple light. Oh, so in other wow. words, while I'm driving at night, the very first time that ever happened, I was driving with my wife at the time. I'm driving up a major road and I go, oh my God, look at all those purple lights. And there was purple lights all over the cars, bouncing purple lights and purple balls of lights, purple lights on the side of the road, like beams of light. Oh, wow. And she goes, what lights? I go, what do you mean, what lights? They're all over the place right in front. It's like a Christmas tree. She goes, I don't see them. I go, are you kidding me? So after that moment, my angels started appearing to me in purple lights and letting me know that they're around. It's a rarity. I'll see them indoors. I mostly see them outdoors, but they do make themselves known to me sometimes indoors. My mom who passed away, who I was extremely tight with, very close with, she always lets me know she's around by showing me her birthday numbers. Her birthday numbers always appear to me. That's 1221, December 21st. So I see it on the uh, clock, on the digital clock, or I'll see it on a license plate, or I'll see it on some kind of an advertisement. I'll see 1221, and I know she's around, or when I see the red cardinals. Yeah, yeah so she yeah. appears in many different ways, and I know she's around me. I know she could hear me, and I know yeah. she hasn't left me. You know, there are times when I'm doing a reading and if I'm not in the mood to read people, like sometimes when I have to do a, say a convention, there's a lot of people I have to read. Once in a while, I'll bring my mother's picture with me and I'll just look at my mother's picture and I'll say, mom, what's going on with this girl? And then she'll just tell me and I'll tell you what's going on. Because even though you never met my mother, whatever's going on on the other side, 
everybody knows everybody's business on the other side. There are no secrets. Everything's unconditional. There are no secrets. I love it. <laughs> Lots of helpers. So I really like to work with spirit guides. So I'm curious what your take is on spirit guides. Spirit guides is almost like the same as angels. You know, they're there to help you, to assist you. Yeah. If you meditated for a little bit, I'm sure a name would come to you. But, you know, you have your spirit guides. You have your archangels. You have your guardian angels. You have your loved ones. You know, a lot of people say, Artie, do you see any angels around me? What they really mean is, Art, do you see my loved ones around me? An angel is an angel and your loved one is a loved one. But we look at our loved ones as an angel on the other side. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, during Christmas time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Santa Claus, I'm sorry, did not put that Christmas gift underneath the tree. It was your parents. So your loved ones on the other side, they act as angels. Are they really angels, angels? Maybe emotionally to you, they're an angel. But as far as a true angel, angel, no. An angel is an angel, an archangel is an archangel, your spirit guide, your spirit guide. So, you know, what? what's my take on them? They're great. What can I tell you? They give you information just like your angels and your loved ones. They're just at a different vibrational level. They help you make wise choices. It's like when you're in a department store, you have your cashier, you have your people who stock the shelves, you have your assistant manager, you have the manager, you have the regional manager. You have the CEO, you have the CFO <laughs> of the store. So there's different levels of spirituality, but they're all important. So what's coming in the future for you, Artie? It's a good question. It's funny. I ask myself, when it comes to myself, I feel like my career is just going to keep on growing as far as more on the entertainment mm -hmm. line. One of my friends told me she 100% sees me performing in Las Vegas. Oh. And I'm already performing in Atlantic City, not as often as I'd like, but I'm still performing there. I pray to God every day for my investments to take off, which I know they will. I just want it to happen before my body functions go. I, I want to really enjoy my life. I'm surprised I'm not already there by the age of 40, 45 <laughs> yeah. or 50. I'm shocked that I haven't already made it. Why? I don't know. This is one of my frustrations. But I just said to God, you know, as much as I'm angry and frustrated about how come I'm not sure. already there yet, where I want to be able to comfortably own the mansion on the beach, I comfortably feel I deserve it and I want it. And I make no bones about wanting a boatload of money that's worth of gold, millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. I don't feel bad about it. Why not? The churches and the temples are always asking for money and they're telling their audience or their people who are the parish, oh, you shouldn't ask for money. That's not godlike. And then there they are handing out the uh, little baskets for donations. And if you want to get married, you got to donate. And if you want to get buried, you got to donate. You want a confirmation, you got to donate. You want a bar mitzvah, you got to donate. Don't tell me donate. How much are you charging? It's not a donation. Donation is when you give up your heart. And money is not the root to all evil. That's a bunch of bull crap. People are the root to all evil. Greed is to all evil. People who are arrogant are the root to all evil. When you have money, when you have boatloads of money, you're comfortable. It gives you a comfortable way of life. It feeds you. It helps you provide for other people. It gives you freedom of choices. And a lot of people, if they had enough money in their bank account, in their life, most people would not be staying in their relationships. They're in their relationship because they're codependent financially. 
or they wouldn't be at that job that they're at if they had a boatload of money because they make healthier, better choices. So for people to say that money doesn't get you happiness or buy you happiness, it does to a mm-hmm. point. It doesn't guarantee you emotional. It doesn't buy you love mm-hmm. in the sense mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't buy you love, but it does get you a lot of happiness. And anyone who says no to that has no clue about the energy of money. Energy of money is beautiful. It's awesome when you respect the energy of money. Because if you disrespect love, love is the most beautiful energy of all. But when you disrespect it, love will bite you in the ass. You know, so many people have loved so much with their heart and given so much with their heart. All of a sudden they put up this protective wall. They stop being as loving as they could be or as as they want to be because they've been so hurt so bad. What are you going to say? You know, screw love. Love sucks. Relationships suck. What, because you've been bit? No, love is the most healing, beautiful energy in the world. It's so long as you respect Mm. it and you respect yourself. When you respect yourself with love, then you're only going to allow a good quality of people into your life. But if you're allowing a lower energy of people into your life, then yeah, you're going to get your ass bitten because you're not making people have to earn your love or trust, but you're just allowing anybody to walk in so long as they, you know, provide you in certain ways, whether it be financially or sexually or whatever. Yeah. It's all about respect. Going within so that intuitively... (laughs) You know what feels right. Yeah. You know, so I tell people, if you really want to experience the feeling of unconditional love, take your partner and your dog and throw them in the trunk of a car and leave them there for one hour. Then open up the trunk after an hour and see which one is happier to see you. That's (laughs) unconditional love. I think I know the answer to that. (laughs) Yeah. For anybody who didn't say dog, I know. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, Artie, this has just been such a wonderful conversation and definitely have all of your links and all of your information in the show notes. And hopefully one of these days soon, we'll, we'll see you perform in Vegas, which is closer to my neck of the woods here in the nation. So that would be a lot of fun. I was wondering to help close up our interview, if you could give the listener a timeless reading or message for the time that they listen to this episode. The love and respect that you give is the love and respect that you deserve. There you go. Sums up the interview. (laughs) It's short and sweet. It really is. Yeah. The love and respect that you give is the love and respect that you deserve. And it's all about you creating boundaries and allow yourself to receive because so many people are so used to only being the giver that they don't know how to receive. And that's why you don't have as much as you would like in your life because you're not a good receiver because you keep saying no, Mm -hmm. thank you to everybody rather than saying, thank Mm -hmm. you. I appreciate it. And I always tell people if something so wonderful that comes to you, if it wasn't meant for you to have, It never would have presented itself to you. So if somebody wants to offer you their time, their love, their money, their resources, if it's going to benefit you and make you happy, stop saying no thank you and say thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Artie. And for again, for your time, for sharing your journey and your wisdom with us. I really appreciate you. So thank you. (laughs) Thanks. Honey, it was a pleasure.
was another episode of A Guided Life Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, love and light always. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.